0: following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct, consistency, creativity, culture. On today's episode, Brian and Tyler are joined by Bryce Dial of The Sideline Scout. Great info, a lot of fun conversations ahead. Thanks for tuning in. I am Brian Finch. This is the Two Point Conversation. Yeah,
1: spot. 158.
0: 158. 158.
1: Okay.
0: Tyler, my man, we're back at it. Yeah, what's going on? Thanks for holding the fort. I, well, first off, I have to totally own it. I did not record last week because my house oh, okay. became uh, ill and I had to take care of children and a wife We were all dealing with some sort of early
1: fall bug that we came from. Is that right? Because it's uh, funny that you said that because Thursday, Thursday or Friday, I had like a, I still got like a, like a tickle in my throat. Like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. <laughs>
0: Well, you can you might be able to hear if avid listeners will hear it in my voice for sure that it, it sounds like <laughs> I'm dealing with something, but more than that, I was at the Bills game uh yesterday, so uh yeah. I lost that I lost that voice in the first quarter easy.
1: Easy Yeah, I Maybe I, I get quarter. it um I was cheering on the Bills in Baltimore, so that that was a great trip. But
0: I probably I would have had the same thing from you, yeah, if you if we would have pulled off this episode. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And uh, I don't know, this week has been taking a, or last week's been taking a toll on me. I just got like this, like I said, this tickle in my throat. that I just cannot. I can't I can't shred it. I don't know if it's gradually getting worse or I'm going to get COVID round two, hopefully.
0: Oh, don't. Don't, 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 don't say that. (laughs) Uh, But as you heard in the intro, very special episode here of the two point conversation does college football. Uh, We have our very first guest, and it's a a site, uh, a page that I've been following for quite a while. Uh, Our founder, Matt Johnson, turned me on to this guy. Uh, I reached out, just wondering, like, hey, man, any chance you'd want to come in and chat a little college ball, a little draft look, uh, outlook? And he is more than happy to oblige. So welcome, Bryce Dial.
2: Bryce, what up, my man? Uh, Not a whole lot, guys. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Uh, I constantly am out uh, finding new sources, people that are rabid for content when it comes to one, the college football season, and two, the draft uh, after the fact. You know, because in my opinion, if you're an NFL fan, I don't see any reason that you can't also be a college football slash draft fan because
2: they work together, right? Yeah, I was telling my wife that Saturday because, you know, Saturday and Sunday I dedicate all to football. But <laughs> we had something to do this weekend, and I was like, if we're going to do it, we got to do it Sunday, which sounds blasphemous. But these guys that I'm talking about on a daily basis play on Saturday, if anything, I got to watch them for sure. You're watching college football, you're watching the next generation of stars do it at the college level. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, they kind of go hand in hand. You gotta, You can't like one without the other. So it's something I've been, it's like, a. it's
0: kind of like my, I don't know, mission statement as a resident of two point conversation that I've been trying to get people to buy in, get more hype around college football. The problem is that two point is more or less, we're a Western New York. A lot of our listeners come from the Western New York, upstate New York area. It's not a great college football seat. We don't have any great colleges that are powerhouse football programs. So the the passion has to be handed down from parents and whatnot. So like you get like diehard Notre Dame fans because their dad was, or their grandpa was, and those are the teams that get played. You know, we don't have our own teams that get played a lot. So I became a Michigan fan for the same reason, because they were always on TV channel seven at at noon. Guess who I'm watching Michigan Wolverines are on. Um, You know, there's, there's a few other schools, like I said, Notre Dame, Uh, Ohio State would get featured and then you got you know you some people gravitate to the SEC because CBS you know has a heavy partnership with them so um, I mean I think that's mostly where we are as far as uh, listeners go I think we have them all around the world though I mean we get dudes coming in from Europe all the time which is crazy so uh, shout out to uh, your regional European football programs I don't know who you're watching out there there's a few though
2: they're Vikings fans. I went to Scotland in my senior year yeah. and uh, they were in the football, but the only team they knew was the Minnesota Vikings. They loved them. And this was uh, before they were even close to good. <laughs> it's yeah. 2016. It's for Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. They loved the Vikings, but, but yeah, man, I'm I'm kind of the opposite here in North Carolina. We have the Panthers who, you know, none to say about that. What's <laughs> not been said, but you know, then we got Clemson and Carolina, and South Carolina. We're right right in the heart of SEC, so college football's a big deal around here. Actually, a uh, guy I played in high school with, went to, he went to play at Georgia. Got drafted by the Raiders this year, so we're all Georgia's fans here in the my hometown. Who's, who's that? Zamir White. Oh, sure. Sh- okay. Went to, the, went to the Raiders in the four. I played with him in high school.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I picked him up in fantasy, and people were like, who's that? I'm like, don't worry about it. He's a stud. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's nobody. Don't worry about him. <laughs> he just needs, unfortunately, uh, at least one more guy to drop because who yeah. they pick up? Kenyon Drake was that Kenyon? Did Ken and Drake go there?
2: <clears throat> Kenyon Drake, Amir Abdullah, Brandon Bolden. They got a loaded backfield.
0: No. no, no, no.
2: Move on to Zamir
0: White. <laughs> Not just for fantasy. Just because those other guys are, I mean, retreads.
2: The nicest way to call like what to call that, that. That yeah. That's that's the very nice way to put it. They're they should have been out of the league three years ago, would be the mean way to say it exactly.
0: <laughs> so, uh, l- let's get to know you a little bit and then, um, we'll get into some conversation. So, the site tell us about the site, the page, uh, where did it start? Where did it start from? When did it start? Is it just you? I'm, I really know. Uh, I'm, unfortunately, I, had, I did no research, I know I did no background with you leading up to this. I had plenty of opportunities, we chatted a bunch, but. I never brought up any of that.
2: So on the spot, here we go. Yeah, man. It, it's just me by myself. I run the whole page. Um, I think it was 2020 right about the time COVID kind of got rampant. I started writing for a page game changer sport network. They're no longer there, but they they were a good team. I, and, uh, kind of taught me ins and out of how to work a Facebook page, how to get your content out there and get engagement. Yeah. And then I'm actually coming up on a year. I think here in a couple of weeks will be a year since I started my page. And, um, I just – with Game Changers, I wrote about the same stuff, but theirs was – their page was more geared toward – they're up north to hockey, wrestling. I just wasn't getting engagement. So I wanted to branch off and make my own page and get people who just want to talk about the draft. And I think I'm doing all right so far. Well, I, I mean,
0: I love it. I mean, <clears> it, it from the video breakdowns to the head-up matchups. that's my favorite thing that comes up on Saturdays is – Hey, we got these two schools facing off. Check out this running back and this linebacker trying to chase him down. Uh, <laughs> this week you, you highlighted Coram and the linebacker. Uh, Jack Campbell. That
2: was, yeah. Yeah. Jack Cor- uh, Blake Coram, Jack count. That was last week. Though. That was Iowa, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. That was last week. See, that's
0: what happens when you miss a week being sick. Or <laughs>
2: taking first, like,
0: people. <laughs> um, yeah. So that stuff's really good, man. Um, Going forward, I mean, is there is there anything else you're trying to you, is is the dream to get credentialed? Is it is it to make it to the combine?
2: That's the dream, man. That's that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm pushing to just get any any eyes I can get on this work this is what I'm trying to do. Um I'm twenty four, you know, I feel like I got a little bit of time left before they're like you're too old to do this, but I love it it's my life i mean i work more at this than i do my full-time job which you know maybe says a lot more about me than anything else but um that's the dream i'd love to work in nfl or you know maybe just in a college scouting department but i'd love to do it as a profession oh man yeah that that would be i mean i wouldn't be able to do it now because
0: of the traveling but my wife said for years when i you know we first started dating she's like man what would have, what would life have been like if you made your dream of of being a scout i'm like well first off we never would have had a relationship because i'm i'd never be home i'm yeah. never home it's it's a brutal life but it's a fun life if if with ball's life if that's if that's it then it's like the perfect thing for you um
1: yeah.
2: my wife's okay that's kind of why we're holding off having kids though i'm like man i don't want to have kids i get in the nfl i'm gone 2 thirds of the year so we're awesome. kind of holding off on that.
0: Yeah. Unless you can, unless you get the sweet gig of being down in the Southeast.
2: <laughs> <thing>.
0: <laughs> if you can pull that out, then it wouldn't be all that bad. <laughs> uh, Tyler had uh, gathered together some questions far better than I did. So, uh, Tyler, what, what questions you got for Bryce here?
1: Yeah. So, my, my first question is um, you know, from your experience, what makes, what makes a good football player? Is it like they're on the field? Obviously they're on field play, but is it off the field issues that they go through? Like what makes a good player? Good.
2: Oh man. um, I heard coach K, you know, the Duke basketball coach, when he talks about recruiting, he says, I recruit character first always before any kind mm-hmm. of physical talent. So you know, if a guy's having off the field issues, that's that's a major red flag. That was my big deal with Michael Parsons a few years ago. Now obviously he's gone on to you know be maybe the best defensive player in the league, but you know, he had that whole ha- hazing incident at Penn State, and when I watched him on hard knocks, he kind of seemed immature. So that really kinda knocked him down my board a little bit. But the the two things I think would make a football player just excellent, like a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen you know um physical tools i'm a big bet on the physical tools guys i love josh allen because he was 6'5 240 cannon for an arm and can run but what goes hand in hand in that is where he lands that's that's a major part of anything where would josh allen be if he went to cleveland that year he'd probably be out of the league by now because buffalo's done a great job building around him (laughs) <laughs> you know developing him same way with Patrick Mahomes where would Patrick Mahomes be if he was drafted by the Bears that year oh man so yeah <laughs> Matt Matt, could so, Matt Nagy
0: have coached up uh, Patrick Mahomes
2: no that's that no <laughs> Patrick Mahomes would be uh in the Baker Mayfield territory I, no, I don't know about it. I, I won't say all that but um where they land is important so Bet on the upside with the physical tools and then get him somewhere. They're going to develop him and build a system around him. I think that's your two things, your two most important things that goes along with character, character first, and then those two things. Okay. I like that. Got another one? I got
1: another. Yeah, I got another one. Um, Do you and other scouts, like, if you guys look at a quarterback and they play well, Week one, week two, and then they start to do like a freshman slump, as they call it. Yeah. Do you guys write them off then or no?
2: If they start playing bad? when you, What do you mean by write off? Like do I just take them off the board completely? Yeah, just or, take
1: them off the board. You know,
2: you don't I mean, even could, look at them anymore. There's a reason they're on your radar to start with. Um, Case John Butte of LSU, prime example this year. Now, I've faded him a little bit, but he's still going to be in my top five because physically he is – great but he's not really being featured at LSU he kind of seems not locked in I don't know what the problem is but you f- might fade him a little bit but take him off my board completely no now on on vice versa that Spencer Rattler is a guy I've taken off my board and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> he he was he didn't take the step at Oklahoma he looks even worse in South Carolina I got him one more time for him so I, I think it kind of depends on your player maybe it's all Maybe it varies. Maybe I, you know I didn't really like Spencer Rattler to start with. He had some bad games, so yeah, I faded him completely. But right, that's just how I do it.
1: What do you think the issue is with Spencer Rattler? Because uh, did you watch that Netflix? I don't even think yeah. it was a documentary, but it was like a like a yeah. college football thing. I thought he was, I, he looked unreal, and then like what you said, I think he went to Oklahoma and he was just terrible.
2: Yeah. It, when I the, the one I watched, he was in high school, and he just seemed immature, and yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that's just still what's going on. I mean, he looked good that first year he started, and then, you know, you look for him to take that leap, and he didn't, and, you know, it's not because of Lincoln Riley. It sure wasn't because of that. He's a phenomenal mm-hmm. coach, so it's something you're not doing off the field, and, you know, you get to take a Sega chance at South Carolina, and you still making the same mistakes you made as a freshman. That's That's up here. That's mental. What uh, What position is the hardest uh, scout for? Is it quarterback, cornerback, wide receiver? Mm-hmm. Cornerbacks cornerback. have to do so much. I'm still learning how to scout the cornerback position. Uh, man, I, I love watching them because they're the best athletes on the field, bar none. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever the receiver is doing, they're doing it backwards, but the different kind of coverages they got to be in all the Subtle technique that goes in that position. That and offensive line. I think those are the two hardest to scout.
1: Yeah, right. And O-line doesn't get much love like they,
2: they yeah. should. O-line is such an intricate position. People have no idea. It's The footstep, the, pat, the footwork, the pass steps, the hand placement. One little thing is off. You get beat. It, it is a super intricate position. I wonder right. if that's the one with the traits that's, the, the actual biggest
0: hit and miss as far as when you're getting later in the draft and you start betting on traits, yeah. you, you get far more hits and misses. I bet with that position than others, just because then you're like, all right, I'm going to take this dude. Like perfect example, familiar with bills fans, Spencer Brown. Yeah. You know, the the guy has no season for 2020. You take him, you know, he's raw. The man is six foot eight, 200 and you know, crazy. Athlete. Pounds, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> A man mover 100%, but what about his pass block sets? You know, it, it how about his kick slides? You know, it, it, yep. does he reach? Is, is how, how, you know, comfortable is he with if you have to ask him to get outside? If you ask him and, to get out in a screen game, how
2: is he, can he make contact? It's one do get long, out there, but how long do you give a guy on that? Cause I mean, most of them get four year contracts. Do we give him the whole four years or two years? He's not getting it. Let's move on. So I mean, you you're trying to cram all of that technique into two years. You know that that and that's because what you said. That's why there's a lot of hit and misses with O tackles.
1: Yeah. Tough. Tough position. I think I'm good on questions. Okay.
0: We'll think of more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah
2: put, fire him off. Put me on the spot. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, this year has been a lot of fun as far as just entertaining football wise, taking out all the projecting and thinking forward for the draft. Just bar none, one of the most entertaining, exciting seasons I think we've had in several, several years.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, usually I watch one college game on Saturday and, you know, kind of tune into other ones. But there's been multiple Saturdays I've watched two or three games. Yeah. It, they're just, it's just entertaining football. It's fun to watch. I watched Boise State and Oregon State one night. <laughs> <laughs> just to watch it. Yeah. And Boise, that program has been middle
0: of the road at best lately. Uh, I would like to see them get back to being that team that – they were the original team when talking about we should expand and have these out, those outside of Power 5 conferences. I want them to have chances. <clears throat> and Boise was always that team of like – pointing like they always get stiff they don't ever get a chance look at what Boise did this year and it's like real speak they don't have the talent they're fun i'm not gonna knock them you know they achieve what they achieve but at the same time don't don't put them up against georgia uh speaking of georgia they have been the biggest riser these last three years with kirby smart and the fact that now it seems like they're the top dog and Alabama's actually chasing them. Yeah. How do we feel about the super conferences going forward and teams like Georgia and Bama? And it seems like they're just going to continue to get better. Like, is is that what we think? Or do we think that maybe the super conferences and the NLLs, you know, the NLS is the, the licensing agreements for these athletes. Yeah maybe the super conferences that can get more guarantees. What are your thoughts projecting this going out?
2: Man, I think NIL is definitely level the playing field, but I mean, you're you still ask a kid where he wants to go play coming out of high school. If he's a five-star, he's probably talking Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. Um, they not only are they a powerhouse program, they put guys in the league in the first three rounds. Um, so not only are you going to have college success, you're going to go on to get a good, nice first contract in the NFL. Um, but like I said, I think the NIL definitely levels the playing field. I mean, you got all that oil money down in Texas. I really think Texas is going to be a – I mean, they got a good team now, but it's a young team. I think there would be a team to watch here in the next couple of years. But, no, I, I still think SEC, Georgia, Bama is going to be the standard. That's going to be who everybody's chasing the next few years.
0: Yeah. As well as this year um, with the, it just being super competitive and thinking about – you know, they, they they basically gave the stamp of, we will be moving to the bigger playoffs, you know, the eighteen playoffs. Or is it twelve team? Twelve team. It is twelve yeah. team. So 12. they moved the twelve team. Um, but I'm thinking about this year still and the real shuffling that's happening as far as where we think all these top teams will end up. So you you got the Pac 12 getting jumbled with UCLA and USC leaving. You got Texas joining the SEC You got, you know, a whole bunch of weird stuff going on. But then you got all these fun stories this year, like you got Kansas out of nowhere playing really good ball. Uh, Their in-state rival Kansas State's having a really good season. Uh, I'm looking back to Clemson, who was obviously they've been a powerhouse and still get those five-star guys, but they're back again.
2: Wake Forest coming out of nowhere is another team that just – Wake Forest has got a squad as well. playing (laughs) good ball. But Wake Wake Forest uh offensively
0: I could watch any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Defense, I'd like to fast forward a little bit. Defense yeah, uh, boop, boop, boop. offense is beautiful though. Yeah. Uh I was saying to Tyler in our uh quick conference previews that we did this year, okay. uh Purdue was my um Wake Forest Big Ten comparison. <laughs> I was like, I think Purdue went healthy and ready to go, and you highlighted it so far on your page, you're a big fan of the receiver. Um
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. I said these dudes click,
2: man. And they yeah, can put up points it. quick, but they got no defense. <laughs> no defense at all. I I watched a couple games just for Charlie Jones, because I I love him. Yeah. But, uh, they cannot stop a nosebleed, man. But they they'll put they're <laughs> gonna put up some points. You it's gonna be a shootout. You play with Purdue or Wake Forest. Yeah. will be ready to score some points. Yeah.
0: yeah. Boiler up, baby. Big fan of that program. <laughs> I know they're not going anywhere, but I'm still a big fan. Uh, as far as this season goes, positionally, I don't. I don't think we've seen. Uh, we knew this was coming. Probably if you looked at the drafts leading up to this year, I don't think we've seen the the wide receivers stack up in so many different teams like we are now. There's so many dominant wide receivers on such vastly different teams. Yeah, it's not just look at Georgia or look at Alabama, or look at Clemson. It's like you, you can find these dudes everywhere. Anyway,
2: anyway I mean, there's so many. Why It seems like every day I find a new wide receiver I like. Um, Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss, who yeah. I kind of heard rumblings of early in the season. He he breaks a single-game uh, single record for Ole Miss the other day, 247 yards, two touchdowns. And I'm like, well, he's six two and can run. I got to add him to the board. You know, I mean, you, they're everywhere. Um, which I mean, I think, you know, that's where it's headed. These wide receivers are getting paid good money. They don't get, you can't touch them. So all these kids, all these kids used to want to be running backs. Now they well, I want, want to be wide receivers. These, these are the stars of the team. So,
0: I think that's a really smart point.
2: Yeah, that, that's that's what it is. I mean, you. you Running backs take abuse. They don't get second contracts. They don't get paid as good as receivers. So why do I want to be that? I could be a wide receiver. And,
0: and when looking at these wide receivers this year, the number one guy that everyone would probably draft this year, you can't even touch in Marvin Harrison Jr.
2: <laughs> Man, I've made a post I s talking about Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I said Marvin Harrison was a much better prospect than Jigba, and I caught so much crap, but he is he is, he is. he is a better prospect than any receiver coming out this year. I'm so ready for him to come out next year.
1: Yeah,
2: Elite size, elite athleticism, great length, great uh, – don't get me started. I'll talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. all night.
0: His, his body control <laughs> is the thing that is setting him apart from everyone else right now, like obviously route running, but you can look at all those receivers at OSU. They it's just elite coaching yeah that's uh, all it is. Yep. what's what is uh former dolphin is the wide receivers coach there it's not is it Hartline? heartline yeah yeah, Hartline. yeah 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 he is dude he is dialing these dudes up to a thousand like they come they come on the field and and run through their pro days, and you can just tell that they've been ran through every style of route running drills you can possibly think of.
2: Absolutely, when and whether it's what running I
0: with the weights, you ever seen the guys when they when they put the weights down on the ankles and the feet, and they have them run through the routes? Yeah, because
2: if you and can the, run with twenty pounds at extra, you know, maybe not twenty. You take below. it off, you're gonna be flying you know? seriously. <laughs> and to hear him talk, like Garrett Wilson and those guys, they got a lot of respect for Hardline too. They 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 love him. Yeah. Um, so good on him. But yeah, they're they Man, between them and LSU, I don't know who would be wide receiver. You right now, I'd probably give it to Ohio State though. They they're putting some guys in the league. Oh yeah, for sure, top tier guys in the league.
0: So let's stay right there. Let's let's get into our top three now. Uh, Tyler, why don't you bat off first on this one? Who is uh worthy of being mentioned as part of the top three wide receivers? And we we don't necessarily have to rule out guys. If you feel really strongly one way or another and you know they're not going to be in the draft this year, then, I mean, we should probably still mention them. Uh, but ideally, these are guys that can actually play, you know, come June, July, August.
1: Right, yeah, I had uh, Nijpo, too. I think he's, he's super sweet. Um, and I, I have, uh, let's see, Jordan Addison. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's a dog. He's got that dog in him. Um and then I have uh, uh I think you said it earlier, Bryce. Uh Boute?
2: from Family. Yeah, but Sean Boot. Yeah, so those were my three.
1: Okay.
0: Solid choices. How about you, Bryce? who's who's on top of your list? Your so second, right.
2: Very long list. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to narrow it down to three, man. I, I really struggled on some of these. Um <laughs> I got Jackson Smith and Jigma number one. I don't think he's the craziest athlete out of this class, but he's smooth, fluid. He gets open. That's all that matters to me. Uh, in that same vein, I got Jordan Addison. He's kind of that mold of where receivers are are starting to trend. He's six foot one seventy five. Not a huge guy, but kind of like Devontae Smith or Jahan Dotson. Duke gets open. He's he's open. Um, and Lincoln Riley loves him. I mean, they, they target him a lot in that offense. And then. Three of the guy that finally broke out this past Saturday, Quentin Johnston from TCU, uh, 6'4", 200 pounds. I think this guy's going to test off the charts. Uh, at 6'4", 201, I think he'll have a 40-inch vert. He'll run below four fours, Crazy after the catch, I think, on 82 career reception. He has 36 broken tackles. Wow, it's, Yeah, that's it's insane, but they really – haven't featured him and another the day they targeted him a lot he had 14 catches 206 yards and a touchdown against kansas uh, he really went off when they finally started feeding him the ball um yeah. so yeah i've kind of faded Boute a little bit he's still in my top five because of the type of athlete he is but i wouldn't be so mad if they weren't featuring him but it seems like he quits on the team at times He doesn't really seem locked in we're five weeks <clears throat> in if you're not locked in by now that's on you um right. Those those will be my top three. Is
1: there is there a sleeper that you, you're seeing from, like, a program that doesn't get much national spotlight, like a, like a Kent State, a, uh, Ohio, my Ohio, like a Miami of Ohio, like a, a smaller program?
2: I can't pronounce his name. I'm not going to try to. You can look him up if you got it. Dude out of Princeton. Brian and I try that every week. We try to do these names. Dude out of Princeton. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. You can look him up. He plays at Princeton really good. Then you got Rasheed Rice, SMU. Yeah, okay. really good receiver. Um, I'm trying to think of the last guy's name. He plays at some bum school out, probably D2. <laughs> if I knew his name, I'd have written him down. I've heard Jim Nagy talk about him on. Oh, there we go. Twitter before. Yeah, uh, verified four three forty six one two hundred pounds. But uh, those yeah. are just a couple of guys off the top of the dome. I can think
0: of Yeah, Nagy's the guy. That's who we got to get you in touch with Bryce. He'll get you into the senior bowl.
2: Dude, if you could do that. I, I...
0: <laughs> well, I have heard good, good Cinderella stories through, um, through him where he, he gets guys hooked up, amateur, uh, scouts. Then, you know, if you put in the grind and uh, if you can get in touch with them, I guess he he's favorable to, uh, he likes that, you know, guys yeah. that come from the bottom and grind it out.
2: Yeah, he seems like that type of guy, a real ground type guy. I love Jim Nagy. I love his takes.
0: Dude, he's such a great dude. Um, <laughs> so my three, um, trying to trying to be off the beaten path a little bit. Xavier Hutchinson, Iowa State, yeah. having he's a fun year. here. Um, not a guy that I would be super stoked, but, you know, in the same way that when the Bills selected Isaiah Hodgins in the sixth round, I was, I was aware of Isaiah Hodgins, and I was yeah. like, you know, this could work out. Um, and dude balled out a little bit this week. Um, We already mentioned him early in the draft. Jones, you know, my, my man from Purdue is is having the year that was projected. And then uh, I was curious. I was like, for my third one, I want a guy that I want to see who's at the top of these lists. And it, it doesn't make sense. But uh, Keelan Stokes, a senior from Tulsa, is leading the country right now in receiving yards. 764. Receiving yards, Sixty yeah. five. sorry, I took a yard off for some reason.
2: <laughs> yeah, all three of those guys aren't being taught about enough, but they're all, like you said, they're all balling out this season. I mean, they're definitely on my radars. Uh, mid, like I so said, this is going to be a stack. I mean, we thought last year was a deep receiver class. This, this is a deep, deep receiver class coming up. What I like, I like that. Th- There's certain
0: guys that are falling between, in between the heights, like the ideal heights, and there's certain guys that fall under the experience. There's certain guys that fall under, like, less production than you would hope to see. But then you'd start betting on certain things. So, like, okay, the guy's a little shorter than you would like. Okay, but what what can you picture him doing in the NFL? You know, not not all receivers play the game the same way. You just got to have a plan. As long as you've got a plan for someone, a lot of times they can work out. I mean, how else do those slots in in New England work out for years? You know, be,
2: <laughs> Edelman
0: was a quarterback in college. I mean, come
2: on, Wes Welger was a punt returner that got cut off the Dolphins, and then they made him a Pro Bowler. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah. it goes back to what we talked about a minute ago. It all depends on where you land. That that is something not talked about enough. Yeah, where you land is important. Uh, let's move right over to
0: running backs. And I want you to kick this one off Bryce because we'd be too homerish, Tyler and I, we wouldn't be able to help ourselves. So he's not my list. The floor is yours and your top
2: three running backs. All right. Number one, B John Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> uh injury. Nobody's touching B John Robinson. He's phenomenal. So it really is, you know, when you make these running back lists is who's after B John, who's your two through five, uh, Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama, very Alvin Kamara-like receiving, running the ball, patient runner. And then third, I got uh, Israel Abanikanda out of Pitt. Dude's averaging 166 yards per game. He went Saturday. He had 36 touches, 320 yards, and six touchdowns. Yes. <laughs> yes. Saw I <mean>, uh, his <laughs> saw
0: his highlights roll across my screen when I was watching. Some halftime show on Saturday night, and I was like, that's,
2: look at the that's of that
0: man rumbling like that.
2: That he is a pretty, mad rookie good. numbers he put up. I mean, that was ridiculous. But, yeah, those are my top three.
1: Go ahead, Tyler. Shout them out. All right. Yeah, my top three. You know, I got to go with number one, Blake Coral. <laughs>
2: Yeah, He's been balling
1: out this year. Little guy.
2: Yeah, um, little guy. That's the big thing, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Um, and then I gotta, you know, tip my cat, uh, tip my cap to uh, Ohio State Trayvon Henderson. Um, and then uh, give me another Michigan guy that used to play back, maybe last year, two years oh, ago, is uh, Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA.
2: He's balling, he's been too. balling. Yeah, yep, UCLA, balling out. In your opinion, Bryce, why <clears> do you <throat> think he came back this year? That is a good question, man. Because I was pretty high on Charbonnet last year. Right, uh, but like he was my—I had him as a third-round pick last year. I, I haven't read anything on why he come back. It's really a mystery. I mean, why would a running back go back to school and risk injury, exactly. especially UCLA? And I don't think he's going to go any higher than he would have went last year. I still think he's that third to fourth round kind of range, but who knows?
1: Yeah. Maybe he thought he could I- up
2: his draft stock. I
1: wonder why he transferred. Was it like, you know, he was thinking that Haskins was in the room, Coram was there, just not a lot
2: of seeing the ball? Yeah, I think that was a lot of it. Get somewhere I can get some touches. Well, sometimes I think –
0: I was heartbroken. Yeah. (laughs) I I wonder when when it came down to decision time, and and he did have – whether they want to talk about it or not, but agents and scouts are talking. And whether or not you've said that you have a – Agent, you probably do off to the side somewhere, right? All right. At least a guy that shows up around school to help out with some stuff. So, I wonder if he got some bad advice. I wonder if that guy tried to <laughs> he goes, listen, do exactly what you did this year. Next year, class isn't as strong. We can bump you up another grade, you know just just on that. And it's it's a weighing thing. But at the same time, I want to say maybe he loves college, man. I don't know.
2: Something just it. love it. It's really. Got, I think the running back class is better this year. That's that's the thing about it. I mean, yeah. last year you had Kenny Walker, Brees Hall, Damon Pierce. After that, I wasn't confident in any of those guys. But this year you got these top three, and then you still got Zach Evans out of T C. Uh, Ole Miss. You got Blake Corum. I think it's a more competitive class. So who knows? I, I'm, I'm like you. Maybe you got some bad advice. Yeah.
0: Coram's so interesting. We we talked about this, and I I wanted to gauge. I was gauging your interest. And you did bring up what I thought you were going to, which is yeah. his size. 5'8", 200. But those thighs, baby, are a lot of that yeah. 200. He's thick, 30, boy. 60. The only reason he's <laughs> existing right now in college football and having massive success. Those those thunder thighs of his are carrying him through every game. It's, it's insane watching him break tackles at 5'8". Because I think about me at five nine and a slob, and I'm like, God, I would get destroyed by these dudes. And he is <laughs> trucking through people, um, not stiff
2: arms, but like you can't single arm tackle him. No, low center him of gravity, he'll run no, it's you, man. Yeah, um, man. I mean, I mean, I wasn't even necessarily low on corn. I think it was my running back six or seven preseason. Okay, he, he'll probably end up on my running back five. I mean, the running backs a position, you know, a lot of people are going committee now. They're not, you know, there's no real bell cows. There's a few of them, but a lot of these guys are running committees. So there's a, there'll be a spot for Quorum somewhere. And like you said, he, he's hard to bring down um, five, eight, 200. I mean, you kind of worry about that size if he could take the punishment in the NFL. And he's, you talk about him being thick. I get it. But at the same time, is his frame maxed out already? How much more weight can he put on before it starts affecting speed and everything like that? Like Gibbs out of Alabama's 200, but, he's pretty lanky. He could put on, he could get 215 and probably not sacrifice any speed, but.
0: Oh, you, you ask Corum to put on more weight, and it's just like, you know, it's, it's like putting armor plating on a Ford tempo or something. Like, it's just gonna weigh <laughs> it down. Like yeah. You can't, you can't do it. If you're, if he's gonna exist, he's gonna exist as he is, and he's as he is. He's gonna be your change of pace guy. He's gonna have a guy that you can just dump out there on the screen game and let him w-
2: wiggle out in some speed. work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like Corum, but, you know, size, not a lot of five, eight, two hundred pound backs running around out here. <laughs>
0: no, no, definitely not. Uh so here are my three. Uh Carmel's gonna be on there, but we already talked about him enough. We can't be homers, it's no fun for everyone. So uh instead I will bring up my favorite running back going into this year, who was I was most excited about Muhammad Ibrahim from Minnesota. Yep. You know what a great story this dude is has a horrible injury. Not sure exactly where you're gonna get out of him. Duke comes back this year. He's he's the only reason Minnesota stands a chance against anybody.
2: Yeah, we we, we talked a lot about him preseason, you know, because he's had multiple injuries, not including last year. But yeah, hell of a talent. There's no doubt in that.
0: So very excited about him going forward. And then here's the one that came out of aura for me out of Syracuse, out of all places. Oh, John Tucker. I just love watching this dude run through people. (laughs) I could just watch it all day long. You you put him on those zone stretches, you put him on those zone stretches, and he's just stiff-arming, like, one straight stiff arm all the way down the field, and no one can get through his arm. It's like it's made out of iron or something. I don't even know. Dude's strong, man. Very powerful. And then uh, I think I have to go back to my, my Kansas State love. I want to talk about Vaughn. So... Deuce Vaughn, everyone's known about him for several years now. It's a guy that was hyped up in the fact that Kansas
2: State running backs are fun, man. Right? Darren Sproles, let's go. He's built exactly like him. I mean, 5'6", 180 pounds, quick as a water bug. He's Darren Sproles 2.0. Yeah. (laughs) Projecting-wise for the NFL,
0: obviously a day three pick. All right. Obviously, yeah. But, I mean – as your third? You know what I mean? As a guy you dress as your third or fourth on game days? Kick return ability?
2: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He'll make a living early on on special teams.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's guys like that that I, I don't want to ever forget about as we go through the process of this. Because, you know, those 90-man those rosters in August, the ones that end up making it to that 60-ish, uh, you know, Practice squad eligibility, guys. Those are the guys that you got to be able to play three phases. I think yep. he can. I think he yep. can.
2: I think he can too. I like Deuce Vaughn. I think I might have had him ranked above Quorum to be honest with you heading into season. I love watching him play. Like you said, he can affect the game on special teams. And and I, I if I was an offense, I'd find a way to get the ball in his hands because he's just he makes magic happen when you get the ball in his hands.
0: I think I, it was him. I might be confused with someone else, but I think it was him that put the brakes on on the sidelines and let two dudes just, like, run into each other.
2: Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, he, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, unless this is mass hysteria, but I believe I believe it was. Dude's just
0: scooting. Everyone's chasing him <laughs> like crazy. Here comes his safety with a perfect angle. He just <laughs> put the air brakes on real quick, and then there's a collision between two players, uh, teammates. Fantastic stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to everyone's favorite position. All right, now everyone's quarterbacks. This year has been less than stellar, I think, for the guys that everyone wanted to hype up. Yeah. Bryce Young's, you know, playing on an elite program and they're winning, so yay. But he just got okay. banged up, so I don't know how much ground he can catch up here. Um, I'm not a big Stroud guide. I don't know. What do you think of this class, Bryce?
2: I don't think it's a whole lot better than last year's class, to be honest with you. I mean, I think it's Young, Stroud, and then a pretty steep drop. Um, Stroud and Young are the only guys I think i take first overall. The rest of these guys, like Levis, McKee, that is a background first early second guys to me I'm not a fan of the class Um, some project guys I like I mean I think even Will Levis as I think he's more projection like a toolsy projection than anything else he's not really a polished passer and you know he couldn't take Sean Clifford's job at Penn State that worries me he had to leave Penn State because he couldn't take Sean Clifford's job and Sean Clifford will never sniff an NFL roster um so that it's uh right now for me is Stroud and Young and then a bunch of projects
1: what uh, what is your thoughts on Caleb Williams
2: man i watched washington it's state kind of stinky yeah i watched uh, washington state and usc play the other night cuz i watched washington state for Cameron Ward i don't know if you guys heard anything about him he's a stud out of washington state uh he went throw for throw with Caleb Williams, and I think if Cameron Ward was in a USC, USC jersey, they win that game. I, I wasn't impressed with Williams the other night. I think Ward played a better game. Uh, but, I mean, right now, he's QB1 for me in 2024, but I like Drake May and Q, uh, Quinn Ewers, too. But let's not okay. get to 2024 yet. We're not even through in 2023.
1: Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and one more for you. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Penix, Penix Jr., Washington?
2: Yeah, I like watching Penix play. He's a a boomer bust guy to me, though. I think that's a guy you take in the fourth round, maybe try to develop him. I mean, he made some – he'll make a crazy throw you didn't think was possible and then make a boneheaded throw the next play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he's good with his legs. He's got a cannon for an arm. I like Penick, but uh, there's, a, there's a long road ahead of him to be an NFL quarterback. He was playing at Indiana, right? Yeah, he transferred from Indiana, went to Washington.
0: You don't see that very often. No, no you don't.
2: <laughs> if, if you
0: move out of Indiana, you're normally stepping down in competition.
2: Yeah, you're going to play junior
0: college or somewhere in
2: D2. Right. And now uh, he went to Washington.
0: Uh, yeah, It's normally a two-step process to like getting back to being a starter. You don't You don't normally go from Indiana and then get to a better school.
2: Yeah, and transfer guys worry me, anyways. Especially quarterbacks more than anything. Transfer quarterbacks worry me. Why? Why did you leave?
0: Right. Joe Burrow might be the only one that, that, will, that, will will against, that will go against that narrative. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah,
1: because Justin Fields didn't look into great either. No. Speaking of Justin Fields, real quick, um, what is your thoughts on Ohio State's Ohio State quarterbacks not making? I mean, they make the NFL, but they just they're one and done. I mean, they just can't grasp the NFL speed. What's your thoughts on that?
2: My, I was always taught scout the helmet, not the play. Oh, reverse that. Scout the player, not the helmet. Um, and, man, if you watch Fields and you watch Stroud play both their Ohio State film, they played a position two different ways. Stroud is a much more polished passer now than Fields was at this point. Fields really – I was, I think that year – Fields is my QB four. Um, he relied more on his athleticism and his big arm. He just thought he could make every throw. He locked onto his first read, which is something I hate. Uh, but Stroud mm-hmm. doesn't do that. Now, Stroud does have his drawbacks, but I think it's kind of unfair to compare the two just because they play at Ohio State.
0: Yeah, no, I'm guilty of that, at least when it comes to Ohio State quarterbacks. Because <laughs> I keep I keep pounding the table for him. I pounded the table for Justin Fields. I thought that yeah. was a home run move by Chicago. I thought it was brilliant. See, <laughs> I,
2: I thought it was too high. I would to trade it back and try to get him.
0: I was all caught up in the hype. I'm like, yeah, you guys haven't <laughs> had a quarterback literally ever. Even when you had one in McMahon, like, he still wasn't that good.
2: <laughs> he was okay. Wait, which I mean, they've done crap to build around Fields too. I mean, which, oh, yeah. which I mocked a quarterback the other day to Chicago. <clears> I think <throat> the organization's done with him. Honestly, I mean, you know, you can tell me all you want. You drafted no receivers. You didn't bring in. You brought in Byron Pringle and Equanemia St. Brown. You don't let him <laughs> throw the ball. I mean, what, that tells me you're done with him. Um, and I hate it for him. But he said, "Where your land's important."
0: He needs better separators. It's something that I was making when we talked about it in two point with the divisional breakdowns and we got to the NFC North and we got to Chicago. I specifically said they didn't get the white, the right receivers for what he needs. He doesn't mentally process quick enough to take advantage of guys that are always open, open. Yeah. in the NFL.
2: There's Can't open throw guys open. The
0: Right. There's open in the NFL and there's <laughs> others guys that like find a way to actually be like really crazy open. He needs a guy that can separate quicker off the line. And they don't they don't have that. They don't have right. a single guy that can win one on one in
2: those first three steps. Young quarterback needs a good safety blanket tied in too. He doesn't have that. Well Colcomet's supposed to be that guy. It is. Yeah, what do we have with Coleman? Year three buns. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true. It's true. He was what supposed I mean? to do it this year. You circle that third year for tight ends. You yeah. go, all right, bud, here's the year. We He's saw it with Dawson Knox, who was a huge project. We saw it with a little That's bit tight. with CJ Uzuma. Um, yeah. He got banged up. So, yeah. you know, there are guys that are hitting that threshold where it's like, all right, third year, blocking, route running, <laughs> everything comes together. Perfect. Great. Other guys, you just – I don't know how long you're supposed to wait around. I mean, how long did the Giants wait around for Evan Ingram to actually figure out how to play the full position? Guy still doesn't know how to play the full position.
2: No, he's a big-body receiver. That's all he is. Yep.
0: Um, oh, we stumbled on a tight end tangent there. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> I think um, let's, – let's bring up some top threes here. I'm going to kick it off here for quarterbacks because I want to do some dark horses here. How about a guy that has a job? thanks to an injury. And uh, we're talking about Duggan out of TCU, Max Duggan. Now as bad as it is that like you look at a guy that transfers and like, well, why'd you transfer? I mean, why couldn't you win the job outright? But at the same time it's like, all right, well maybe it was a lot closer than we knew, you know, maybe that competition was like razor thin and they just went with the guy that they thought had a little more upside because, what is Duggan in his like seventh year of eligibility?
2: Like something crazy like that. He's like twenty eight. Now yeah. they're throwing the ball. <laughs> so
0: it's it's a little bit like uh uh who was it? Um Osweiler was it that came in the league and he was like thirty years old damn near.
2: I don't remember how old I, I know Brandon Whedon
0: was Brandon crazy. Whedon. yeah. He was yeah. he was like
2: twenty eight, twenty nine. <laughs> like you should be dominating college ball, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. So he's having a good year helping his draft stock. He'll get drafted. Like that's what I know right now. If he continues playing at more or less this level, he'll get drafted and he'll probably get drafted somewhere in that second day. I bet he seems like a a solid third round guy.
2: Ooh, man. It's just that age thing though, man. That's what gets me. That's what gets me with Hinton Hooker and Jaron Hall. I mean, they will be 25 next year when the season starts. That's a, Uh, Maybe I can see it. He's playing good ball.
0: How about Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA? Definitely benefiting from the scheme, a thousand percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's such an elite scheme for getting guys open. Just the all those combinations of the way they spread the field and the the, the threat of the running backs and everything. Like it's just a perfect storm for quarterbacks. It seems so maybe a benefit of that but at the same time i can't knock the guy for that you know no. he went to the school and he's giving the ball and he's he's winning the game so i like his chances once again this is another guy that he's not he's not going to be one of those first uh three or four guys but you know he, he will get drafted and we'll see where he goes and then having a good year and not gonna get drafted but i kind of like what garrett schrader does sometimes for syracuse I kind of like that dude. He's got good size. He's 6'4", 228. Puts the ball into some really tough places at times. Like, I, I actually, like, find myself being impressed. I'm like, I didn't think you could get the ball there. You're not a guy that jumps off to me as a guy that's got a real cannon for an arm. But I think he's got good mechanics. I think he understands how to use his core. He generates good velocity with good with good uh, throwing motion, which is it's a natural throwing motion.
2: I don't know. You watch much Syracuse ball? I watched them once when they played Purdue because um, I wanted to see Garrett Williams and Charlie Jones go at it. Um, game, I Schrader, yeah, Schrader is kind of what you said. I mean, he makes throws that you don't think are possible, but then I seen him miss a a checkdown, four yards out, throwing the dirt. Yeah. Uh, but he does he does have really solid mechanics, and he does like you said, he really gets his hips into it and gets he puts everything he can on the ball. Yeah. Um, that can get you somewhere. I I don't know if he gets drafted. So that that might can get you on a roster somewhere. Yep. I took so I took
0: care of all the low hanging fruit, Tyler, with, with guys like Schrader and stuff. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the obvious. <laughs> I took care of all the obvious quarterbacks. So yeah. <laughs> uh, how about your top three quarterbacks? And you know what? I know I had ambitions of getting into more, but I think we'll wrap it up with quarterbacks after uh, Bryce gives us history. So, Tyler, your
1: three. Um my quarterbacks were uh CJ <clears throat> Stroud, uh Caleb Williams and uh Bryce Young. Yeah.
0: The top three. Caleb Williams is awesome. He's he's fun, so fun to watch. I just don't enjoy um when he, kind of boring. Well when he makes a play where it's clearly like, well, you should not have done that. Like you're right. where you just tried to put that you should not have made that decision. There was a guy that was open in the flat over here that could have got the first down. It's good job throwing the ball twenty four yards opposite hash to the oh, side Yeah
1: yeah.
0: But at the same time, you you threw through two dudes. Like you should not have done that. So we'll we'll see where his mental processing and uh decision making gets him. But you can't knock that flattacism. It's it's silly.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right, Bryce.
2: All right, I'm gonna go. Th- these well, my are my qb
0: eggs, by the way. The ones you're about to drop right now.
2: <laughs> so my QB1, CJ Stroud. Uh, I really think Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are one A, one B, and but phew, six foot one ninety four for Bryce Young. That's that's he's already getting hurt in college. I mean, that's a tough pill, pill to swallow. I mean, you, know, you got CJ Stroud six three two fifteen. But uh, QB3, I got Tanner McKee uh, out of Stanford. Plays in a pro-style offense already. I wouldn't call him mobile. I don't know how to put it. Dude can run when he gets in the open field. He's kind of like Daniel Jones. He's not really a play extender, but you get him in the open field, he can fly. Um, And then I thought Cameron Ward, I talked about earlier, out of Washington State. Cameron Ward's a guy that I could see being a day-two pick. He... Crazy athlete, 6'2", 220, that's prototypical size, and has an absolute laser for an arm. You can make any throw you want him to make, no matter how far down the field, but he is super, super raw. His mechanics are just – forget about it. He's, you're going to have to start over. But <laughs> a, a, guy, <laughs> a guy like that I would draft off upside. Yeah.
0: It can be done. Uh, I wouldn't often point to Josh Allen as a example of anything because it's it's freakish what he was able to do to change to become what he is, and yes. I don't know how many dudes have that work ethic <laughs> and have that honesty <laughs> about themselves. Yeah, like real no ego dude got beat the shit out of like, leading up to the draft, including myself. Where it's like you you don't deserve to have an NFL football in your hands. Like, you're a horrible decision-maker. Uh, you constantly put your team behind the ball, or you know, behind the chains because of your decisions, and you can't win like that. And yet, he's like, no, nah, I'll change.
2: Yeah, I mean, unreal. he's the only guy I've ever seen whose accuracy got better as he went in the NFL. You don't – that doesn't happen. No. If you're a 50% guy in college, you're <laughs> you're not starting in the NFL. But his accuracy went up, I mean – He's an outlier. Like I said, I, I hate comparing people to him because that's unfair to them. Mm. I'm
0: trying to load McKee's stats right now. Come on, ESPN. Don't let me down now.
2: Now, you, the interception are going to look high, but when you watch the tape, it's more tip passes and stuff that really isn't his fault. Oh, my God. He's 6'6. Six, 6'6. Six? Six, six, yeah, huge guy. Can move think Davis Mills but a better arm and a better athlete so you know uh, I I remember like
0: thinking about him for this year I mean I know we talked about it um in in the conference um we talked about Stanford being in uh, middle of the road kind of maybe in Pac12 um but I thought I was picturing him more size of like Kevin Hogan but he's not he's, he's more a, lanky like like Daniel Jones is
2: yeah he's a tall tall guy and a uh, great arm, great arm talent. Really manipulates his arm angles well. I, like I said, I'd I, I, put me on a spot now. It'd be Stroud, Young, Tanner McKee. I'd have him over Will Levis. Well, I do. I do know that they haven't
0: really budged off of McKee as far as what scouts think of him. Everyone yeah, I mean, I trust is still on the wagon. So
2: yeah, I mean, he's like I said. I don't know what his stats are now. I think last time I looked, like six touchdowns, four interceptions, but. And those interceptions, a lot of them. I'd say at least three of them were not his fault. They were tip passes. The receiver juggled the ball, something like that. Mm-hmm. They it's weren't hard. Bo Nix. <laughs> Bo Nix, the Auburn legend. Good.
0: There's there's good Bo Nix, and his and then evil brother Bo, bad Bo Nix, and bad terrib- Nicks, terrible terrible no? Bo Nix. He normally outweighs the good Bo Nix by quite a bit. So, yeah, that's a good call there. Um I think we can get out there. Um plenty of football left to watch. I think when we have you back on Bryce cuz you said you you'd hop back on with us sometime.
2: Yeah man, whenever I'm I'm
0: down. We uh let's get into defensive side of the ball next time. And Absolutely. We'll, we'll leave the big mollies for the grand finale. How about that? We'll leave the big boys for their own episode later on. Men, they, and deserve they deserve
1: it. Deserve they deserve it. They do. <laughs>
0: uh well, here's your chance, Bryce. Let's let's plug some stuff here. Where do people go and find the 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 stuff you put out?
2: Man, right now I'm on Facebook and TikTok at the Sideline Scout on TikTok, the Sideline Scout on Facebook. Come check us out, man. We get we we talk a lot of good football over there. It's it's not a hostile page at all. I, I don't. I'm not the type of guy that's going to get upset if you don't like my takes. You know, it is what it is. Everybody sees it differently. I got no problem if you disagree with me. Yeah, let's talk about it. Why do you think I'm wrong? Why do you think I'm an idiot? You know, but uh, come check us out, man. We, we have a good time over there. Well, Tyler, I single handedly feel like
0: I convinced Bryce to give Blake Corum another chance.
2: <laughs> I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah, I at those... a lot
0: to do with that too. But...
2: I'm about to r- pull a Ron Jarowski and just go watch 20 hours of Blake Corum tape real quick as soon as we get off. Ron, J- Ron yeah. Lackawanna native, Western New York.
0: Yep. That's where it's from. So, shout out Ron, uh, Tyler, my man. How's the men's
1: locker room doing? We actually haven't recorded in like two weeks, <laughs> so uh, it's it's tough. It's everyone, everyone's schedule is all over the place right now. It's hard.
0: Yeah, I get you. Uh,
1: I it's mean, super hard. So too. So, <laughs> but um, I think I think I'm gonna watch some uh, Blake Corum highlights too. Okay, sure. Why not? Give it a whirl. Just see some thick thighs for about the next two hours.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go uh watch some
1: Cam rising highlights. Well, if you guys are watching football tonight, it's uh fourteen nothing Vegas right now. Over Kansas yeah. City. I,
2: I got to say, hold up, why are they playing Kansas City? Jesus Christ, what happened? Yeah. That In Kansas
1: City, so Oh I'm the basic, go Raiders tonight.
0: All right. We can wrap this up now. Like I said. Bryce, uh, you demand for hopping on with us. This is a lot of fun, and uh, we will be back next week. Uh, this time you have no previews of week six. I'm sorry, be mad at me. It's all my fault. but uh, I don't know. We'll figure out something for next week, but it'll be college ball, and it will be here on the two-point conversation.
1: 319, yeah, spot.